안녕하세요. I'm Sarah. And I'm Grace. We're Asian K-drama fans who love to find the answers to all of our and your Asian drama questions. We cover everything from silly topics to sensitive and serious issues that come up as we binge. We'll also share some Korean and Chinese language tips, as well as our own experiences as diaspora Asians living in the UK and US. Join us as we delve into the details and context of the dramas that we all love. Hi, everyone. Dadia Hao. Welcome to a special edition of Afternoon at Us podcast. Um, this is Sarah. I'm flying solo today because we have a very special guest here, Liliana from Tea and Soju podcast. So welcome, Liliana. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited for this. I think it's going to be another really good episode that we do together. So I'm looking forward to it. Yay. So um, we're going to have a chat with Liliana and get to know her a little uh, about her in case you don't know uh, about her already um, and also talk about Teen Soju podcast which you might not have heard of um, but we are mainly going to be talking about Chinese dramas so I'm kind of billing this as a bit of like a C-drama intro because mm. as you know Afternoon Asks is quite a baby pod um, so we haven't really done any uh, podcasts so far that are actually specifically about C-dramas Oh, is this going to be the first one? This is going to be the first oh one. With you. Well, thank so you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, it's great to have you on because you know so much. We do actually have a, an episode coming up that I think you're going to find really interesting. So we, there's a friend of Grace's um, who is uh, Chinese-American and uh, he came on to talk to us all about Wuxia and the oh, history of Wuxia. Oh, that's really good. Oh, I'm going to love and, that one. Yeah, you are because he is properly expert about all of mm. that you know so um yeah really really interesting pod um anyway so what we're going to be talking about with Liliana is what 2023 has been like for you for C dramas what are some of the trends that you're seeing and uh, for those of you uh, who maybe haven't watched that many C dramas you might want some recommendations for what C dramas to look uh, and watch out for next um I'm going to bug Liliana for some recommendations further on in the podcast but first of all shall we have a bit of an intro to you can you tell us a Go little bit it. about yourself where you live uh, and also how you got into Asian dramas in the first place so I live in the UK um actually not too far from where you live so. yeah so you're <laughs> yeah. like my closest in real life yeah, actual yeah, yeah. drama I like I think that. I'm probably about an hour and a half yeah away from so. you so not yeah. too bad yeah. uh so yeah I live in the UK but I'm originally from Portugal I uh, was born and grew up there until I was about 10 years old then I came to the UK did all my high school and college and whatnot over here went back to Portugal for a couple of years and then came back to the UK goodness knows because the weather doesn't agree with me but you know <laughs> it is what it is um and basically how I got to star Asian dramas, sea uh, dramas are quite special to me because that's my introduction into Asian dramas in general. And yeah. it was, so my partner is an avid anime watcher. Um, he's watched anime for a really long time. And when we got together initially, uh, he said, oh, you know, try and watch this with me. And I was like, okay. Um, and I tried it. And actually, I really, really, really enjoyed anime. So for a long mm. while, I would watch anime on Netflix. And one day, uh, 
Octo- I remember this. It was December because... The day it- your life changed, Lydia. Well, yes. I'll explain why. It's because I have the week off for Christmas. I, our place that I work at closes up for the whole week. So I'm very lucky. I get that whole week off and then I don't go back till the new year. Uh, so I was like, this is great. And I was just, you know, browsing on Netflix. And it suggested this Chinese drama called Ashes of Love. Now, I tell you, I kid you not, I binged the heck out of that drama because... I didn't know that was your first one. That was. So Ah. I think to me now, when people say, oh, 50 episodes is really long, it doesn't bother me whatsoever because my first one, Ashes of Love, is 63 episodes. So I was like, it doesn't bother me because my first one was so long. Yeah, it set the benchmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like anything below that, it's like... that's a bargain so to speak so i uh that was my very first c drama asian drama in general and i was completely hooked because xiancha is so different to anything i think we would like equate it to something akin to like high fantasy in the west and that's what i love reading um fantasy books so to me this was like this is almost like a book but in you know drama format to me at that time now knowing more about it it's different but at that time that's what i thought so i liked it so much that i kid you not i stayed up until seven o'clock in the morning what binged a bunch of episodes slept for about three hours and then couldn't sleep anymore because you know that when you're that excited about something yeah and yeah then yeah got up three hours later and just went right back to it binged i think i binged it in like two or three days and i was two like two or three days yeah yeah oh that's my God. how that's how i because I wasn't working. You I have the week off. To do. You didn't My have to partner. adult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to adult. Everything for Christmas was ready. Like my yeah. partner works that whole week. Everybody else works. So I'm like, I'm just home. I don't really have like that's my what oh, I that call. That's awesome. That's what I call like my non-responsibility week because yeah, yeah. It's right like, guilt free Christ- as well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's right after Christmas, like I, I everything that's Christmas related is out of the way. And then I just have like a couple of days where I literally can do whatever I want. And if that means oh, I sit bliss. in front of the TV for a couple of days, then it's like, look, it's my uh, brain moment, really, yeah, yeah. you know, resting moment. So that's how I started. And then to get into K-dramas, I actually was my third drama. Netflix just kept you know, giving me other, yeah. yeah, recommending other stuff. So the next one that came along was Love O2O. Now looking back on it, not a great drama, but you know. <laughs> and then it said, oh, if you like this, try Strong Girl Do Bong Soon. And I was like, well, oh. now it's a whole different thing. So those are my three first oh, so Asian dramas. Strong Woman was your first K-drama. It was, it oh. was. Well, do you know what? It's a nice place to start. Park Hong Chik is your like first exactly, opera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Park Hong Chik and Park Buyung. Like I, you know, forever grateful to Netflix. I don't like Netflix, but I'm forever grateful to it to yeah. open up this whole new world to me and and to give me like really good both a really good C drama to start and a K drama to start because yes, we all know Strong Girl Do Bong Soon has its 
writing problems but it does have one of the most adorable couples to Absolutely. ever exist like It's so true. nobody can go against that because No. that couple together is just like i i just wish they would work together again um I tried the new, is it Strong Girl Namsoon? Yes. Yes. I tried it. I dropped Yeah. it. I was like, Yeah. I made it to episode three where our couple, you know, did their cameo. They're And the I cameo, was like, yeah. do you know what? With that cameo, I know you're just trying to bring people back, but now all I want is to either go rewatch the original or just watch Yeah. them again. So it's Yeah. like, you know, you're just give, showing me what I'm missing out on. And it's them Yeah, too. showing you So, like what was so good in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Well, bully for you because I didn't even go for it. Like I just kind of knew. I saw the trailer and I was like, because the humor in a Strong Woman Double Song really didn't work for me, especially the gangster stuff Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and the slapstick stuff. Like, so I, I just saw that and it just seemed like that was all that was in the trailer. And I was like, I'm checking out. But they're going to do a third one. I'm just like, do you know what? I don't know what. Right, this is a trend in K-drama that is driving me crazy. Is this whole second season, third seasons, or Yeah. it? But it, this is Netflix to a T, isn't it? Yeah. It's It is, Netflix, yeah. and It unfortunately, is. it's what it comes. Uh, it's the price to pay for Netflix money, I suppose. Um, It is, yeah. I mean, I was thinking, well, bully for you, like if you still got people out there that are, you know, dying to have a third instalment and you can still keep milking this cow, then... go for it but yeah i checked out anyway so so from then on how did you uh start your podcast your tea and soju podcast So I think it came from, I started like just going into social media because, you know, when you're excited about things, you want to talk to people. I mean, it's yeah as simple as that. And I think I started over on Twitter and I met quite a few people on Twitter. And I don't know, Twitter can be a good place, but it can be a really, really bad place too, especially if you Yeah. have certain opinions that don't match what is considered you know the The consensus, yeah. exactly Yeah. uh which to me is ridiculous because discussion and differing opinions makes everything more interesting but Yeah, yeah. you know some I agree. people just don't have that maturity i suppose and when they hide behind a keyboard they can say whatever they want um so i was like i was you know on twitter casually and i was like i really want to talk to some more people And again, my partner, I can relate a lot of things back to him, clearly. <laughs> right. He's a gamer and he uses Discord a lot of the time. And Oh, <laughs> he sure, said, yeah. and he said, why don't you just start a Discord? You know, find people, share the link. You can control whoever's in it in a sense. If people get a little bit out of hand, just chuck them out. I mean, it's as simple as that. And I was like, I pondered on the idea and I was like, do you know what? Why not? I'll just start a Discord. And that Discord is still, you know, happens to this day. It is like a small closed off one. I do have a second one that is like tea and soju. And that one is open to literally anybody. Anybody can come and use it. And we talk K-dramas, J-dramas, obviously Chinese dramas. We talk about everything and anything in there. But like Yeah. my first original one, that's like a special one that's, you know. So, but it came from that Discord because people kept saying, um, and I kept noticing, yes, there are lots of Korean drama podcasts out there, but see drama focused ones. I Yeah. think there was about one at the time that Hmm. I knew of and I kept looking and I couldn't like really come across. And I watch so much Chinese drama, like I want to hear people talk about it.
yeah and yeah people people in the server just kept saying do you know what you watch enough of it you try like why don't you do your own podcast and i kept mulling on the idea and i was like i do like to talk <laughs> like because <laughs> i do i i i love to talk so i could do that that's not a problem but it's all the stuff that comes with it and i was like i'm not sure i want all the baggage that comes with it but the more i thought about it the more um you know i thought do you know what why not and this was last year yeah last yeah. year around about february april march time last year right yeah and um i then just was like you know what i'll try it because at least there will definitely be a couple of people over here on discord that will listen to it so you know what what's the worst that can happen yeah. so then i started like preparing for it and a lot of like the um design for the logo and even the name came from people helping me out on that discord and they were like super creative people and they were like you know throwing ideas at me and i landed on tea and soju because tea is a very chinese you know i think thing it, they, they drink tea all the time there yes so yes. i felt like it could represent that aspect of the podcast and soju because although my podcast does mainly focus on um chinese dramas i do watch a lot of korean dramas as well uh, not this year as much but uh last year at the time of like planning the podcast i was watching pretty much evenly uh, right you know k dramas and chinese dramas so i wanted something that could be you know representative of both so that's where we went down the route and then august last year was when i released my first episode and then it just sort of like started to slowly build i suppose and i think i will say to this day like after now i just celebrated in august my first year anniversary you know 50 episodes and whatnot and i kept thinking um this is a pretty good time to be a sea drama podcast because sea dramas blew up in yeah. you know yeah. i feel like they're experiencing what k dramas experienced a couple of years ago um yeah right now so it was pretty good and um also i just think i've met really really good people in terms of like people that i consider friends now from content creators to just people that would you know randomly now drop into my dms and be like oh i heard your podcast and you know i really like this episode or whatever and yeah. i feel like you just build a small community and to me that's like the best thing that has come out of the podcast is like yeah. the community that you build and the people you know the bonds that you kind of build but yeah that's the story of it, it in fact it was kind of like i was sort of pushed into it a little bit by people <laughs> and uh yeah the fact that at the time there wasn't really a lot of chinese drama pod focused podcasts because yes other podcasts do touch on chinese dramas but they are still geared to a korean drama you know audience yeah. so to speak yeah. so yeah that that's where it all came from that's so cool but yeah i'm i'm with you on the community thing like i think that is probably the one big takeaway that mm. i found like it's just enjoying you know the the whole community and the whole experience with other people that are proper fangirls that you can really yeah, yeah, yeah. i think there's an element of like i always say like when i meet 
when I meet one of us, so to speak, and you can properly geek out and you're not having to explain mm. like every yeah, little yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then watch their eyes glaze over because actually they've reached the point of saturation. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. With your, and, and you feel like only just started like you yeah, yeah, yeah. just skim the surface i'm just warming up <laughs> yeah just warming mean? up you're what do you mean like yeah what mean you're done like you want to move the conversation on i'm like if you barely started yeah. um yeah i all of that feel all of that so it's great so um yeah i was lucky enough to be invited on a guest as a guest with with uh leah on your podcast so we will we will put uh, a link in the show notes to that original episode um but that was that was a fun chat actually it was a long chat but it was a it fun was chat. it was so. and that that's the thing about tea and soju in general i am not great at keeping things like on track i'm a little bit chaotic in a sense and i think whenever i'm recording i i do very much just make it like a conversation like i'm just having a conversation with the listener yeah. and yeah. so when you add in guests and you know there's actually somebody to talk back to me and it's not just me the conversations tend to be uh, a little bit longer but i think you know i i debated that was one thing that i really really debated on was do i need to keep episodes under a certain amount of time yeah. Um, because a lot of people, like, there's people that don't necessarily like long episodes. There's others that do, and that was yeah. always like it's still one of those things to this day that I kind of battle with. But yeah. I've just gone, I've just learned to accept it. I was like, look, there's people out there listening, so I'm just exactly I'm just going with I, it. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you just work work to what your thing is. I think, yeah, definitely. Um, but we, I think, we talked about C dramas versus K dramas, didn't we, in our pod? Yeah, so yeah, we did. anyway, uh, check it out. Obviously, Lilia uh, and I are very biased, but we think it was a great pod. So yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So in our so this is one of our classic questions that we ask all, pretty much all our guests, which is what are five Asian dramas to get to know you? So they don't have to be your top five ever if you're the type to rank ones and make lists, but they're meant to be ones that reflect you as a drama watcher. So, so what are your five? I took this, I took the question in the sense of I'm very much a mood watcher which yes. means that I need to be in the mood for the drama. So you, the yeah. way that I took the question was I sort of chose five different dramas from five different genres because yes. like I will try out a little bit of everything, I suppose. Yeah. So the first one that I chose is a Shiancha drama from earlier on this year and it's called Till the End of the Moon. Now, I love this drama. Would I recommend it to beginners? Absolutely not. It is not a beginner-friendly Shiancha drama. It is not a beginner friendly yeah no so it's like it's very much a enemies to lovers like these two have very valid reasons for hating each other and yes. you know it's it's very much a shiantra in the sense there's a lot of lifetimes to get through and a lot of like things in general uh i really loved it i'm very biased i love both lu yun chi and bai lu who are the protagonists so yeah that one is an angsty story it is you know it is fantasy but it's very angsty so i definitely um that's that's one of the mean because like if i'm i can do angst and all of that but i need to be in the right mood for it so yeah the next one i have is go ahead now this one is very special and near to my heart it's such a beautiful story um it's a slice of life i would say i would call it it's about two neighboring dads uh three kids and they are not related it is not like a you know gay relationship or anything like that but they are neighbors 
and the downstairs dad is just like the nicest person I've seen in any drama and he kind of like just looks after these three kids and it's their story and it's the three kids going from kids into like teenagers and then into adulthood so you follow right. them and their journey yeah. and mother's horrible in this show like definitely um but this <laughs> one I had to put in there because to me it's just a beautiful beautiful story and I think it's one of those dramas that it's one director and two screenwriters and right. they have worked together various couple, you know, various times. And the dialogue that they do is just so beautiful. It's like I could listen to their the the way that they write things for mm. a long time. So if it's the three of them working together or just, you know, any of them working together by themselves, I'm definitely checking out their dramas. And Go Ahead is actually quite special because it's one of those dramas that I suggested when I opened that Discord, I suggested to a bunch of people, and it mm -hmm. is their first Chinese drama for a lot oh, of them. Oh, wow, right. So it's oh, one of those yeah. stories that is just, you know, really, really. So that's my modern day pick, so to speak. Ah, okay, but your slice of life pick. So do you think, I mean, do you watch much K drama slice of life? Do you think, um, is, is C drama slice of life quite similar to K drama slice of life? Mm. I would say so. Yes, they tend to be, I think slice of life in uh, China tends to be actually a little bit more heavier. Than, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Then slice mm. of life in Korean dramas, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think they can be pretty similar. They, they don't tend to be, obviously they are slightly longer uh, dramas yeah. in general in Chinese, you know, in China are just longer. Uh, not anymore, you know, rules are rules now, but that we'll get onto that later. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they tend to be, they tend to tackle like heavier topics, I think. So with this one, for example, they, for, with Go Ahead, they have the whole thing of, um, you know, blood relations versus non-blood relations and people that are there for you and like, what is the meaning of somebody who's there for you as opposed to somebody who's blood related to you. So yeah. they, they go into a lot of that in this one. Uh, that's a really, you know, big topic um, in this one, but stuff like um, they go into addiction in this one. They talk about, you know, um, what it means to be maybe abused by one of your parents mentally. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of heavier topics. That sounds really interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think in general, in general, I feel like slice of life in not all of them, not all of them but from the ones that i've watched that's what i always say i can't draw like you know conclusions from every single drama because i haven't watched yeah, them all yeah, sure. yeah, but yeah. from my experience of watching um yeah. uh, like chinese dramas in slice of life tend to be slightly heavier than korean mm. dramas because i think when you do slice of like like uh slice of life in k dramas you still have like that fun aspect yes. to it yeah. um which you tend to do in Chinese dramas as well. They're just like toned down a little bit more, I think. Mm. So, mm. so next up is one that if if I would say uh, a big percentage of people that found Chinese dramas this year was through this drama, and it's Hidden Love, and it's yes. like I had to put it in there because it's the most well known one, and I was like, I'm not gonna do a recommendation for it later on, so I was like, I'll do it as one. Because I love youth dramas, and if I mm -hmm. want a youth drama, I'm going to China. There is just no competition. They do them yeah. 
so well um it's one of my favorite genres in general i feel like i can just sit and binge through a youth drama they tend to be shorter as well they tend to be you know 20 24 episodes most of the time so they are just really really good i love the way they do uh going like teenagers or into not teenagers but i would say you know 17 yeah yeah, young adults and then going into adulthood chinese dramas does that really well and it's one of my you know great ones so hidden love is you know i think most people have heard of it because it was definitely it's on everywhere it did yeah it was everywhere i think a lot of people in the afternoons are like patreon really liked it so it's on my watch list um haven't been in the mood for it uh i think definitely quite heavy dramas actually um kind of but maybe before the end of the year i'll fit it in um because i do it's definitely it's definitely down on my watch list yeah it's yeah it's a really good one i think it's really well written and i think people uh were a little bit intimidated because they think there's like a huge um age gap and whatnot but just keep in mind that for me personally it's handled very well very very well and i think what is so special about this drama is that regardless of you being a woman a man whatever it may be you know you identify as you will relate to it because it's Mm. about your first heartbreak it's about your first love and it's like all of those emotions and i think that's one of the things Chinese dramas do really well when it comes to youth is like pulling you in with like emotions that you would have felt when yes. you were younger. You'll so see from, yeah. yeah, the younger I, self. Yeah, I always say, I always say um, when I was watching Hidden Love, I was following an account on Twitter and I cannot remember who it was, but I follow them constantly and she kind of mentioned that hidden love is the kind of drama that speaks to my inner like little girl but also can understand me as a grown woman that's the type of like drama it is so you know it's a huge drama i think probably it'll be mentioned above and beyond in a lot of places so you know i thought i'd put it in there because i love youth uh so yeah and then for fourth one i said maiden holmes now maiden holmes is a historical how do i put it it's kind of like a historical crime thriller drama of sorts it's set in you know set in period a drama and it's about this girl who is a investigator and she wants to basically investigate her parents death and that's like the story of it um you know mainly so i can do you know i thought i would choose from all genres and that's like my pick for that sort of genre you know and then lastly under the skin under the skin is a modern crime thriller and it Ah. is brilliant like it it kept me on the edge of my seat constantly and actually it's announced that they're making a second season now usually i roll my eyes over at second seasons but this it has story to continue for a second season Uh, okay yeah Uh, because what they did was it's i think 24 episodes so it's not very long and Mm. when i say it's not very long what i mean by this if you're a korean drama watcher you are used to one hour one hour ten episodes yes Yes. now a c drama tends to be about 
40 minutes but that's yes. with like beginning and ending credits so if you take yes. that off you're looking at about 35 minutes yeah. so if you're saying 24 episodes actually it's almost like watching a 12 episode yeah. korean drama yeah. so it's yeah. not you know in the grand scheme of things if you put it down to lay mis terms like that it's not that long yeah. um so that's like how i always try to explain it is that yes it sounds like a lot more but it's shorter episodes so but yeah under the skin i really loved the fact that it's kind of like they have an overarching plot line behind it but every episode yes. is kind of like dedicated to a single case and it's uh, about this, okay, yeah. uh it's about this guy and actually this is a real profession i didn't know so he can look at bones and things like that and corpses and he can like go from there and like draw the face of people and things oh, like that right. oh, and wow. that's an actual profession in china i had no clue before i watched yeah, this I drama so they brought in like experts and everything to you know work with the drama and i you know really really enjoyed it so it also stars one of the uh male leads called tan Jianqi, and he is like brilliant actor so i i was very very excited and actually they're doing a second season and they're bringing the whole cast back which was the only thing i was worried about but they are bringing it back so oh, i it's one of those things that i'm like i actually don't mind a second season of this i think yeah i think crime and thriller ones work okay like for example they did taxi driver 2 mm -hmm. this year which was my one of my favorite k-dramas of the year and they announced straight away they're doing taxi driver 3 and I was like, absolutely, yeah. Still yeah. got loads of legs because the drama, it sounds similar. Obviously, it's split up into specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. specific stories and episodes. So it's not really kind of like, oh, you know, two people getting together, falling in love. And exactly. Split them up to have a sequel and then you have to just mm -hmm. one of them die to have a third or whatever. So it's kind of... Yeah, yeah, it works better, I think. Yeah, crimes and thrillers, I think, lend really well to doing more seasons just because you yeah. can focus on individual cases. You do go through all of that case and then you shut it and then you go to the next one. And it's like, you know, when you think about it that way, you can really get into a lot more content yes. i suppose rather than a romance drama where you can't there's so there's only so much you can do with yeah. a romance drama at the end of the day so so yeah that that would be my five and you know they some of them are my favorites some of them are in my top five some of them are not but they are like all over the place but that's how i am as a drama watcher i tend yes. to be all over the place i watch a little bit of everything and it just yeah. depends what oh, i'm in the mood yeah 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 what i'm in the yeah. mood for great all right well we will put liliana's dramas in the show notes so for those of you who might be you know and about and unable to make notes we will we'll put them in the show notes so you've got a record of them and i, mm -hmm. I they you've sold me on them i really feel like i want to check some of those out oh please um, if you do come and talk to me about them because i'm always like i'm always excited when people say oh you know i'll check out that and then they'll come and tell me oh even even if people like check out something that i recommended and they say i didn't like it that's cool yeah. like come yeah. and tell me why yeah. like yeah. i still enjoy listening to you other do, people's yeah. opinions so that was me that was yeah. me bugging you through till the end of the moon because i was like what is this drama like i'm yeah. so confused <laughs> yeah yeah till the end of the moon i think is definitely not like a beginner it is a pretty like heavier and i i I feel sorry for the drama because it had to cut so much out of yeah. it because of, yeah. you know, and, the new and it, rules. You feel, so. it. you feel it as well, don't you? It's not it's one of those It's very choppy. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very choppy. Yeah. So I'm still, I think like, 
I will say, I think I give Chinese dramas a lot more grace than I do Korean dramas just because they work in such a restricted environment. Um, and that's probably not fair on my part, but I'm like, I, I get it. There's so much that they have to be considerate of. And it's like, you're recording a drama now. And when you, you know, six months time, when you want to come out, the rules are completely different. And you have to, you know, reshape your whole drama to be able to fit the new rules. And it's like, sometimes I, I get to the point where I'm like, I don't even know how you guys can make like can churn so many dramas out even amongst like all of this chaos, so to speak. So yeah, yeah totally agree. Right. So, um, so we're currently having a chat now. It's kind of at the end of the year. It's actually American Thanksgiving. It's Black mm -hmm. Friday, actually. Um, and obviously, other than Black Friday being a shopping thing for us now, Thanksgiving isn't really a thing. But we no. thought it'd be fun anyway to chat through how 2023 has been as a drama for year for you as a whole. Um, do you feel like it's been a good, bad, indifferent one for C dramas? Um, and did you watch kind of in the main did you watch a lot of 2023 dramas or did you mainly watch pre-2023 dramas so I'm very much an on-air kind of person mm. um I didn't used to be when I first started I was a one show binge it next one show yes. binge it next that was how I was at the beginning and then it's the same actually I think I'll say yeah yeah, yeah. And monogamous then, i think a lot of people do that though i think yeah. that's like a fairly and then some people just stay that way and other yes. people kind of like involve uh, and then there's you know you have people that are kind of like in the middle they'll do a little bit of both i'm very much a on air kind of person because and the main reason for it is i love talking about it as i'm watching as it's and happening, yeah. yeah and to me that kind of enhances the watching experience of a drama so i'm definitely an on-air type of person i tend to have quite a few on the go and also it's just so much easier to keep up with a chinese drama that way because yeah, i can you imagine know, it's when a lot oh, yeah yeah i think like there was one week where they premiered like five dramas in one week and oh like, my god if that was korean drama i'd be like that's okay that's not that bad but yeah. when you're talking a chinese drama and they give you like six to eight to twelve episodes in the first airing week per drama yeah. it's like yeah. that's a lot of episodes <laughs> that's I, how you're gonna keep up yeah i know choices I get... have gotta be made <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I get quite bad FOMO now as well. So I think that's the other thing mm. when you're more in the community and, you know, my social media is now just full of posts yeah. about it. So this is what <laughs> happened to me. I think you might have started it as well. So this is oh, how brilliant. I managed to pick up Perfect Marriage Revenge. So I you're, are you watching it. that? You're watching that. Oh yes. my God, I yes. love it. <laughs> so that's one of those dramas, not on my radar at all. I was like, I have five currently airing dramas i am not picking up a six mm. that's getting a bit nuts um <laughs> you know and it, i don't really think it's my thing and then then clips kept coming up on it and yeah. i was just like oh this looks really fun it's in a really good. soapy yeah. jam. and i remember you and i were chatting because you were like this so reminds me of telenovelas <laughs> yeah, right? that i grew up with it's exactly that like 
I I'm very much I can do a Mac Jang every now and again. And um, but what I love about this one, it's got everything that I want out of a Mac Jang, but it's only twelve episodes. Yeah, so it's, it's not really like focused. Yeah, exactly. So the pacing is great. It's like boom, boom, everything is just happening. And it's really I tight, yeah. because like Mac Changs tend to be, you know, the weekend is the fifty episodes where you're like, yeah. oh my god, um, I I cannot with this. Like one yeah. of my one of my worst disappointments as a drama this year was oh. It was a Mac Chang and it was a weekend and now I cannot remember. Uh, oh, the reel has come. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen clips about that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you God. watched that, did you? I did. I did. I don't know how, but I did. And I was like, this is my biggest regret of 2023 is this drama because I, I just can't. And I love a good Mac Chang, but yeah, yeah, I'm obsessed with this one right now. I just think it's so good. It's, it's just... Like- it's so good yeah it just uh, for me it's just it knows exactly what it is like it knows exactly what it is and it's just delivering on it yeah and I think for me but I actually don't watch a lot of Matt Jans I also watched a lot of soaps when I was growing up Mm. and I think there's something I don't know it's tapping into some part of me that's just really loving so it's just all the things that I'd forgotten you know what was into what 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 was so great about soaps but it's just small things like you know the way that the camera does like reaction shots of yes. like, like not just one reaction shot it's going to do six reaction shots of the family from and then from every angle and they're all going to just look really shocked like super melodramatically shocked you know and then you get yeah. six different types of shock and then you go back to the female lead and she's just looking really stricken and yeah. you're just like this I love this yes I love it yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, it's the kind of thing, I've always said this about telenovelas, there is a hookable quality about them, yes. that they're so bad that yeah, they're good. That's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. this drama is. It's it is. so, like, and the thing is, I will say, the chemistry between the main couple off, oh, the, charts. off the charts. I, I was like, can we please just give a couple of lessons to other dramas out there from this couple because they are acting a ridiculous story and yet they are delivering on their chemistry they really are yeah they really are I'm I'm loving it loving it having a great time watching it it's like one of those and I'm so excited because it's been a really poor year for me in terms of Korean dramas they just haven't worked for me and the Ah. ones and I feel like it's like so I'm about to record my end of year episode in a couple of weeks and I'm like Hmm. All of the dramas that I'm like really interested in from Korea is is coming out in like the next week so I obviously can't really introduce those because I have a very I don't say I love it or whatever until I finish it if I finish it yes then fair, yes. yes if it finishes in the next year then it's a next year drama because I yeah. can't judge a drama you know without seeing the end of it so so yeah but this one I think this will be in my top Korean dramas this year because I'm just like running for the episodes every Saturday and Sunday um yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Because there is two. There's my demon that comes out today, and Park's marriage. So yes, I'm they very... both look good. Yes, so excited for. This. And welcome to Some Diaries, my other one that I'm. Oh, and Death's Death's Game. Oh, so right. I I have been seeing. I don't know what any of that is about. The Death's yes. Game one. Yes. But the cast on it is the ridiculous. Cast is amazing. Yeah. So I think I'm it's like... because he's. Because they're coming, so basically the main lead is 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 So in Gook. So yeah, yeah, full yeah, disclosure, yeah. he's my he is my top K drama buyer. So I'm always yeah, following yeah, yeah, yeah. his stuff. 
but he basically is given the chance to relive these lives. So basically the cameos, they're all the cameos, but the cast, the amazing cast, they come in for each episode. So that's oh. why you're getting such an amazing Oh, that cast. really sounds good. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now I know what it is about. I'll have to add that one to the list as well because that does sound really, really good. Yeah, I didn't realise that was coming in December because obviously being a bit of a you know fangirl, I've been following this one yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it wasn't coming till next year. So I was really like... I don't understand why would they save all this good stuff for the end of the year like give it to me give it to me throughout the year don't just give me you know all the good stuff at the end of the year so but yeah no I I'm really enjoying the um is it perfect marriage revenge yeah perfect marriage revenge revenge, yeah so what about sea dramas has it has 2023 been a good sea drama year for you it's been a really good year like so I think we finally saw there was a shift that started last year probably the end of last year uh, in Chinese dramas where companies kind of like started to focus on quality over quantity now Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest differences between Korean dramas and Chinese dramas is just the sheer amount of them um they churn out a lot a lot of Chinese dramas and the reason for that is because everything's pre-filmed and then they edit it and then they release it so it's a whole different you know park ball to what I think K-dramas are starting to be more like that nowadays. A lot of them are, yeah. you know, pre-recorded as opposed to being recorded while airing. I don't think a lot of them do that anymore. But no. um, I also think it's like, um, so obviously your C-dramas are produced by provincial TV companies and you have um, a lot of provinces. In fact, I should probably know how many provinces there are in China, but potentially, you know, or just on your East Coast, you're going to have the most rich provinces and they'll yeah, each yeah, have yeah. their own TV company that produces a drama. Whereas obviously in, K- in Korean drama land, you've really got the main, um, you know, the main like studios producing stuff and you don't, you know, it's not like Busan has its own like provincial TV yeah, yeah, company yeah. that produces something or whatever. So 22 provinces uh, yeah. in China. So yeah, uh, it's a lot. So I think that's probably part of it. And obviously it's just a massive, much more massive country. Well, yeah, th- th- I think that's always going to be one of the biggest you know differences in general is that china still produces for chinese people in china just because their home turf is huge like there's billions of people it's a massive market for them uh so i think like um that's one of the things that i'm quite happy about is that i don't think netflix could ever weasel its way in there they don't necessarily need it uh i mean you have the biggest companies that you have tencent aichi yoku mango tv that's like your big big you know rollers so to speak and they they have the biggest monopoly on the market and they come from you know companies like Baidu and stuff like that so they they are you know coming from very 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 rich companies they definitely don't necessarily need the investment these are companies that do dramas they do gaming they do all sorts of things like they they're good on on the money front um but yeah that's one of the things that I would definitely say is that we've seen a big 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 switch from like the amount of dramas that are coming out to like the quality of the dramas i think specifically with the company Chi, like they have done one of the biggest um reforms in that aspect they've released a lot less this year but they've released um really good quality dramas i think my journey to you 
you know comes to mind in terms of like how well yes the story wasn't as good as it could be i still really loved it but in terms of like the directing and just the costuming and everything it is like top notch you know drama quality i think so Yeah, yeah yeah i think that's one of the biggest changes in terms of um you know, censorship, we've had huge changes this year. I mean, this started last year with the no BL at all. So that meant a bunch of dramas got shelved indeterminately because we don't know if we're ever going to see those come back or not. And then I think their biggest changes, and that's where we see the problems with Till the End of the Moon, for example, is the fact that they didn't have a rule for episode count and now they do it has to be Mm. 40 episodes and this changed i think three times this year so the first set of rules was it just has to be 40 episodes so what people were doing companies is they were like fine we'll do 40 episodes we'll do a part one and a part two and literally what they would do is they would you know air them back to back and it's like it's not a problem like that's not a problem so then censorship was like no we don't want that it has to be 40 episodes or it has to be split into two parts and if it's split into two parts part two cannot air within six months of the part one ending so right. they were like, great. So now we can't, because like six months, a lot can happen. If, sure, if yeah. one little rumor arises, you know, that's it, that drama, you're not going to air part two. So mm. especially with the amount of um, of uh, tax people that we've been getting cut off. So yeah, I don't know if you've been following, but there's been quite a lot of uh, Chinese actors and actresses this year that have just been like, blacklisted because they haven't paid their taxes yes or supposedly haven't paid their taxes i'm always a little bit you know i know i know but i'm like i don't know i never know what to think but i'm like if they haven't paid their taxes then it's your own fault like just pay your goddamn taxes if they have and there's been other problems then you know i don't think we'll ever know so it, it is what it is but um yeah they they then changed it six months apart and then that was even bigger because the uh lost you forever which was one of the biggest hits for summer that split into two parts and they were like fine we'll just air it six months apart so people got really excited and you know i was like don't be too excited (laughs) yeah because now the new rule is it's 40 episodes the episodes have to be i think 50 minutes or under Uh, okay yes 50 minutes or under because originally they could be up to an hour now it has to be 50 minutes or under and uh season one and season two have have to be a year apart now so a year apart now right mm, wow so a lot of uh rule changing and uh, yeah but this is what i mean about chinese dramas like first of all i feel like being a chinese drama watcher is like living on the edge a little bit because you just go here's a drama here's not a drama you know a lot of the time it's like that and then um you just don't know because with this i do like this about korean dramas is that they give you a date and then that's it that date is is that date for that drama chinese dramas that's not the case at all like until i'm pressing play on my tv i i don't believe it that's that's how i uh tend to go about it um but yeah, there's just been a lot of changes. But in terms of like dramas, I feel like it's been a really, really, really good Chinese drama year. I mean, mm. 
Hidden Love's success was crazy. Everybody and their mothers were watching Hidden Love. And to me, as a Chinese drama watcher and as a Chinese podcast, I was like, this is great. Like everybody, there's so many people that are coming up on my timeline going, I'm watching Hidden Love. It's my first Chinese drama. But then there's also me thinking, guys, you really do need to be a bit... Uh, not cautious, but you can't just head dive into Chinese dramas like we do because uh, there's so much, so much out there that it's really, really hard, I think, for a beginner to come in and sort of uh, have a concise way to go about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's been a really, really good year for Chinese That's dramas. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also thank you for kind of um, covering kind of what's happening now as well, because as you say, it's you know, they have a lot of uh, outside influences and the political regime to kind of contend with in the way that K-dramas mm. don't. Uh, so, for example, we were speaking, uh, Jay and Francie and I have just recorded our latest episode of um, Afternoon Ask ND, which is the neurodivergent side of Afternoon Ask. And uh, Jay is a huge Untamed fan. And, oh, and I know... Yeah. I've been I listened to yours and Jess's podcast on the Untamed, so I know that you really liked it too. I did. But I did. she was talking about another drama that's been filled by the same, you know, it's by the, it's based on a book by the same author and also starring Zhang Lingha that it has is. not has been shot but not released. And so she was speaking about that, you know, like yeah. as a fan, she's like desperately wanting to see this drama. Yeah. And it must just be so awful because you know that it's been shot, so it exists. But you kind of can't get your hands on it because no. BL is no longer the kind of flavor of the day. I and... think is it called? I, if I'm not mistaken, the one that that the the drama one in, for that is Eternal Faith. I may be wrong, but I think it's something Eternal Faith. I think that's the one that I can see it because Zhang Linghe's character is dressed in a red. Uh, you know, in red clothing with an eye patch. I know exactly which drama she means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. That's the name of it, Eternal yeah, Faith. Yeah, yeah. So it's based on the... So it's the same um, author, so Mo Xiang Tongxiu, who is yeah. uh, done... So she's done... It, Heaven's Heaven Officials Blessing is the the novel that it's been adapted from. Yeah, so yeah. I've watched the. Uh, I haven't read the books, but I've watched the. I'm amongst watching the anime for that or the Donghua. Manhua, yeah. the adaptation of it uh yeah. and i really 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 like it so yeah I, I i don't know i don't think we're gonna see it in a while unfortunately no. No. um because they really are not you know in the case of bl they just the only thing is there is a couple of ways they could go about it to release it one of them would be to just release it internationally and not release it at home they oh, can right. do that. Can they do that? Oh, they okay. can. Because there is one, uh, and now I'm forgetting the name, but it's definitely got BL vibes, and it yes. is out of China, and they uh -huh. are making a second season. The only thing is, they're just not airing it in China. They just aired ah, it outside. International. Ah. I think it's called Be With You or Still With You or something like that. Right, right. Um, and uh, yeah, they uh, they just aired it internationally and didn't air it there. And it did really well internationally. Now, the thing is, that is a modern day drama. They're not going to probably not lose a lot of money. But when it comes to stuff like Eternal Faith and things like that, that are period costume dramas, if they don't have, yeah. if they can't do it at home, I think they would rather shelve it and keep it on the shelf until they are able to. If yes, they ever maybe potentially are. one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
rather than just air it outside of China because uh, you know it, money talks at the end of the day and yeah I think that's a lot yeah production yeah, wise yeah. production wise I think that will be a lot of money that they wouldn't be able to I don't think they would be able to recuperate it from an international audience alone so so yeah I unfortunately I don't think we'll be seeing it any day soon but then again uh. Things change so quickly in China in terms of censorship. Like, what is valid one year to the next? Even like week to week, it changes. So yeah. we never know. We never know. We never know. Um, so, yeah. Yes. So hard being a sea drama fan. Oh God. Yes. It's so good too. <laughs> it it is hard, but it's so good too. It's quite rewarding. But <laughs> yeah, the when it comes to stuff like that, it's just it is what it is, I suppose. <laughs> Right, so Chinese language section. So uh, Liliana, Liliana and I were just having a chat about what kind of uh, things we could cover in this section. So I'm just going to have some, I haven't got a theme specifically, but just cover some common, commonly used Chinese words and uh, how we say them. Uh, so I think the first one is the genre that we've been talking about, uh, which is historical fantasy, but specifically kind of gods and the mortal and heavenly realms fantasy, uh, which is xianxia. So it's X-I-A-N-X-I-A uh, is the way it's spelt in pinyin, also the romanization of uh, that word. And um, the way to pronounce the A-N, because um, I think to an English speaker reading X-I-A-N, you want to make it xian. Mm. So so you kind of put the she, the, the first bit she's is, is is usually people get and then the an because it looks like a n you want to naturally say an but it's actually more yeah. n as in the n uh n as in actually when you say the letter n so if you're spelling like i don't mm -hmm. know nighttime you go n n i g so it's actually xian. yeah so to put it together with the x and the i it's xian. Xian. and then xia is probably a bit more straightforward so the xia, xia kind of looks like it would be spelled assuming you know how to say your exes so xian xia rather than xian xia and then the same logic applies for if you see a word for example j i a n so the a n there again is an n rather than an so instead of saying jian it's jian so it's jian yeah jian. so if you say an a and an n it's more ignore the a and just say n or think of it as en maybe like in english kind of like spelling it's often would be an n instead and then the other historical um genre is wuxia which is more of a martial arts um kind of genre um and yeah wouldn't feature immortal gods and and you know um, yeah, heavenly yeah, yeah. realms uh, and that one's probably a bit easier to say uh um, but the way to say it authentically is to go, so wu is a third tone. So you go down and up. And and actually, I think wu kind of looks like that. So it's like the U, if you think about it, it starts higher, you go down low, and then you come back up again. So that's kind of a way to picturally mm. think about it. So with the wu, it's like a wu. And then so, wu, wu. yeah, and then wu, yeah, so make sure you kind of uh, make the tone of that kind of quite uh, uh, pronounced. And then that will make it sound more um uh, authentic uh, and then the other one is because we've been talking about uh, till the end of the moon um, so one of my probably the most favourite thing for me out of till the end of the moon was watching Lo Yunxi's performance because 
he's like the king of micro expressions, right? He is. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He is a type of actor. He is born to do period costume. Like, he, yeah. he's just He's born. got the face for it yeah. as well, like the angular yeah, face. Yeah. And then I think because I, actually, I like for me, he's a little bit on the thin side. Yeah. So in modern costume, because I did look like, what was the drama he did with Bailu? Uh, oh, Love is Sweet. Now? yes so i saw some kind of clips as i was looking at trailers and stuff and i was like he is he's obviously he's handsome like he is Mm -hmm. so handsome but i think almost like the modern the modern costume is like on his frame he's almost too skinny whereas in in period because they've got layers and layers of stuff underneath all the layers and layers of chiffon like it just really works with with him um, like the ethereal kind of thing with him though i would say i think for till the end of the moon um he's never been like i don't even want to say big or anything like that he comes from a ballet background so he's always had you know that sort of Slighter, slighter build. build he's never yeah. gonna be yeah. you know all muscly yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. who he is he comes from a very you know poised and ballet background so you know and i think a lot of the people were commenting on that and i think there was um right before i think he filled till the end of the moon he had an injury where he was like on a liquid diet so he became oh gosh, right. he became even, even smaller thinner, uh... and people like picked up on it and it's like you know what can you do there's not a lot you can do when you're in a situation well, like it that kind of, well that's the thing that but it kind of worked in the oh, drama it did. Right? So it not definitely away any spoilers, did. but like at the start of the drama he is starved yeah yeah like, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. Um, so i'm not spoiling anything for anybody because that is right yeah at the yeah, start. yeah that's right, right um so it actually worked really well for the character so that was really anyway off slightly off yeah. <laughs> so his surname is spelt l-u-a and again, L-U-O, sorry, and the U and the O, again, as English speakers, I think we want to say or, but it's actually more like a W. So th- think of it as L-W-O. So it's more law. So there's law. So you say the L and then the second bit is war. So war together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my historical kind of Chinese. And then we thought we'd f- add in, because it's the end of the year now, getting towards the end of the year, the k-drama equivalent of fighting so we hear fighting a lot mm-hmm. in 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 k-dramas and in chinese would be jiao. 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 so it means literally add add oil so add oil so oh that's really know, cool actually oh yeah add oil add this oil. would be a good one as well since you were saying we are right at the end of the year is it now i don't want to say it because i'm probably gonna butcher it but um how do you say like happy new year or something because isn't it very similar to how you say um happy birthday it's not the same but isn't it similar to how you say happy birthday yes, it's similar it has a similar ending yeah so happy new year will be xin nian kuai le xin nian is a uh, new year and kuai le is happy uh and then happy birthday is shangru kuai yeah. so shangru is your birthday and kuai le is happy so uh, yeah it's the same mm-hmm. ending kuai le quite love being happy great so thank you that was the end of our chinese language section um now we're going to move on to recommendations time so obviously liliana you've watched so many c dramas (laughs) and i wanted to get some recs for you because i know that many of our listeners have maybe maybe watched maybe one or two c dramas um and perhaps kind of as you said there's so many don't know where to start don't know where to go to so i thought what would be quite good is if i throw some kind of 
asks in quotation marks they're not real asks because no one's actually asked me these but <laughs> they've made up ones <laughs> uh I, but um to see what you'd recommend if somebody was in the mood for this kind of drama mm-hmm. what would you recommend so i think i'm going to start with um maybe quite a typical one so say for a sea drama watch the only sea drama they've watched is love between fairy mm-hmm. and devil from last year yeah. and i got obsessed with it you got obsessed well with i have it. The, the whole merch. world got i have my merch, here. Got merch. I do. that's how we bonded chill. that's how we bonded i remember liliana talking to me about merch and then i ended up getting merch i said where's my merch gone my mug oh i didn't tell you this so my husband flipping put it through the no. so, sorry this mug <laughs> But Liliana and I think I've both, we've got both. Got yeah, we do. Got yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Right? I've got that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a colour changing mug. So basically it's a black mug. And then when you put hot water in it, Dong Fang Ching Chang appears. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's literally it's great. just, <laughs> it's just like the answer to your dreams, yeah. right? So every time you put, put some hot water in, make a cup of tea, Dong Fang Ching Chang yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, he put it through the dishwasher, no. not realising it was just not a normal mug. And now it's kind of like half Dong Fang Ching Chang, half black. Oh, no. <laughs> I think he should get so, you a new one. I'm just gonna say right. he should get you a right. new one. Really, <laughs> he should. He should. Yeah, Chris... I, know. I mean, it's partly my fault for leaving it out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Put it in the dishwasher. I should actually just not use it as a mug. I should just have it there to occasionally pour hot water in for no other reason. <laughs> for no other reason just to see <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, right. So the ask is. Um, they watched that, they got obsessed, and now they want to watch another Cynthia that gives them similar feels. What's the wreck? So. I split this into two because there's ones that I would say are great, but uh, you need to be a little bit more brave and patient with them. So from this year, there's two that I really, really enjoyed. And I think they are good beginner-friendly kind of uh, dramas. And that is The Starry Love from earlier on in the year. It is lighter. Than Love Between Fairy and Devil, it is uh, leans more into the comedic sense, um, I think. Um, but it's about two sisters. One is they're two human sisters. Um, one is meant to marry marry the heavenly, uh, you know, prince. The other one is meant to marry the demon prince. Ah. They get swapped in their carriages as they're about to leave for their respective realms and. Basically, oh, I already love that setup. Basically, shenanigans ensue because one of them, um, so they're twins, but they're not like the same. They don't look the same. And they're not non identical yeah, twins. Yeah, non identical twins. And the first twin, when she was born, you know, was all auspicious and it was really, really good. And, you know, the heavens sang for her and whatnot. And then the second twin was born and it's like, very bad omen coming and whatnot so the very bad omen twin is meant to go to the demon realm and the very good omen one is meant to go up to the heavens but they get swapped and basically like just shenanigans ensue it is oh brilliant that sounds great it is a lot a lot of fun like i said much much lighter than love between fairy and devil i would say and you have two very distinctive love lines there is no you know romance triangle whatever you want to call it so that's yeah. that would be a wreck from me you know to try out after the other one would be back from the brink that's also from this year and it's about a dragon who basically falls in love with a human she betrays him because she wants something from him to save her lover and like he gets split up into parts 
and uh, oh. basically scattered and it takes him a thousand years to get back and he's like missing a couple of parts and then he finds this other human and he vows to never fall in love again but obviously that's not gonna happen is it so I think that in terms of setup is slightly similar to um love between fairy and devil um yeah but yeah I, that would be my two wrecks now if you're feeling a little bit brave and you want something that is like epic epic i would say ash yeah. I, I would always say ashes of love i'm actually re-watching it right now because we're going to do a podcast for it like a podcast review for it coming soon uh... so i'm re-watching it and as of yet it still stands it still stands yeah so but that um... is again a longer drama so you need to be more 63 as we said at the beginning yeah. of the <laughs> so that's why i was like see i would happily recommend it but i was like maybe if you're a beginner that's going to intimidate you a little bit but uh yeah. you know i would still leave the, the other two i think one is 38 episodes and the other one is 36 so very similar like if you've watched love between fairy and devil then the other two were you know basically the same length so it's not too yeah. bad so that that would be you know my three wrecks in that aspect right there excellent well ashes to love actually is is on my watch list and has been for a while so i might get around to it now like if you're doing a pod i am it, I, might, I am and spur me. you'll hear it here first it's not just me it is a drama trio special so it'll be me caitlin and jess on it so we're getting wonderful jess is re-watching it caitlin is watching it for the first time so you're gonna get like the first time watcher part you know and then us two are re-watching it and you know both jess and i love it so we'll see if yeah. it stands the test of time for the both of us but yeah that 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 is in the works um so i can't cool. i cannot mention it because i just feel like it yeah. is a very epic um drama but you just need to be a bit more patient with it i think say i wanted a modern sea drama rom-com so something relatively light something fluffy isn't tons of episodes and not super draggy so something like k-drama rec wise uh uh or comp wise rather hometown cha 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 or a business proposal something like that so i put down once we get married uh i think that one is 24 episodes uh okay so it, that's short for yeah uh, is it 24 episodes? what's that called once again once we get married uh once we get married. it might be slightly longer now that i'm thinking about it i don't think it is 24. 24 okay so i was right so yeah 24 episodes and that is like your typical ceo mashup with you know certain personality kind of girl and they have a uh contract marriage and all of that i love a contract marriage. so yeah it's yeah. very very fun the main couple has a lot of good chemistry so much so that they actually did a second drama together for you know the the same couple and i would right. also recommend the um they their other work together um they yeah. did is it i'm trying to remember the name of it uh uh, what's it called uh i'm having a bit of a blank mind now uh da, 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 da. the love you give me there you go and that one right. has a very cute kid involved so there you go uh oh, but yeah they worked okay. together twice and they did you know really really well so if you want something that's pretty light and fluffy that i also put down one that is called the day of becoming you now the right. day of becoming you it has stephen zhang is like the male lead he is great great actor 
um they are the same writers as go ahead and a couple of other dramas so it is that screenwriter and um director combo that i really really love and it is yeah. a body swap uh drama so i love a body so swap very funny but actually it's one of those that handles the swap really 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 well um yeah and so much so that yes it's still very funny it's still very light but there's a lot of um really good conversations had he is a c-pop idol uh who doesn't necessarily like being a c-pop idol anymore and she right. is a journalist of sorts who is obsessed with that specific band that he's in and ah. stuff happens and they swap bodies and it's you know they swap a couple of times so they're not stuck in the in that you know in swap yeah. position forever they swap back yeah. they kind of learn the trick of swapping back and it keeps happening at like the most unopportune times so it's very very funny but what i also appreciate about it yes it is a very much you know fluffy modern rom-com but it has really good conversations in it as well so um that would be my uh my other other one and yeah and only 26 episodes that one mm -hmm. i did try to keep them like shorter <laughs> i did i was looking at my although list. to be fair the modern the modern sea dramas are usually yeah, not yeah, too bad aren't they yeah. the rom -com i did ones, yeah. pop another one down it's not modern but i would be remiss to you know mention it because it is a fluffy you know comedy of sorts it's historical but it's called i think it is a pretty popular one um it's called the romance of tiger and rose uh it's uh -huh. one of those where the female lead is a screenwriter and she's just about to make it really, really big. Uh, so it starts right. off in modern times. She's just about to make it really, really big. And this actor that's like really big uh, is going to do the role in her drama. However, he's like, right. I don't like any any other way that you've written my character. Rewrite it. So she yeah. basically has to rewrite it, pulls an all-nighter, and then actually she went wakes up and she's been thrown into her own screen play oh, but she's yeah. been thrown in as the evil second sister who dies in three episodes time <laughs> so basically she's like i i need to change this like i can't i can't so she's like working really hard because she knows that's how the story is meant to go but she's like i don't want to yeah. die <laughs> So no, no, she yeah. Ends up changing up the whole story, and it's really interesting because where she's from, the like the women are in charge, and the men are subservient to the women. That's like you know the right. world that she kind of built. Yes, um, it's like Barbie. Yeah. So I, you know, I thought that would kind of you know it is historical, but it's just historical in the sense that it has the costumes it's not necessarily by any means historically accurate at all yes. everything's made yeah. up um but and that is the same female leader's hidden love so she her comedic timing is spot on uh yeah so this one is one of those that i like i always wreck because i think it's such a good one to watch um in terms of like comedy and whatnot so yeah it's it's kind of like a good intro if you want to start watching uh a little bit more of like period costume in a sense um that one is yeah. a good intro into it cool thank you right so next ask is what if slice of life is my jam and say the reply series is a favorite 
Do you have a comp? Uh, I do. I have one that's actually pretty similar to Reply 1988, and it's called uh, Memory of Uncaustic Tile. And that one actually is, it's heavier than uh, Reply 1988, I would say, but you have the same feel because it's about all of these families that live in this uh, alley all together. And you know the scene in Reply 1988 where they're like, go to this house and grab this or go to this. It has a similar scene in this drama as well. So it's kind of like, you know, they all support each other through, you know, heavy bits of life and you see the kids going from kids to adults and like then settling down in their lives so it's a it's a re- i really enjoyed it it is slightly longer now the uh i think it's 36 i think or 30, 34 according there to my there you go, 34. Yeah. um i'm googling for you while you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i that one has a very reply 1988 feel the other one i would you know, definitely recommend Go Ahead is a very slice of life one. But since we've already talked about that one, I will talk about the other one that is written by the same trio and that is called Meet Yourself. Um, It ended up earlier this year and it's like one of the best grown up relationships that I've watched in a long time. Ah. It's about this female lead and she is, you know, living in the big city and her aims is to buy a house, buy a car. She works hard, you know, she is the has that city attitude of you know you always have to be on the go you always have to keep going you know there's no time for breaks there's no time for any of that and she works in a hotel now the first episode of this drama is pretty heavy because something really sad happens to her and she decides that it's time for a change so she quits her job she like up and quits her job and she decides she has enough savings she doesn't care about buying the house anymore or anything she has enough savings that she's gonna go live in the countryside for three months and figure right figure out her life basically so she goes off and um she all of a sudden finds herself in this place where everything is slow and everything is kind of like you know it's a whole different pace to what she's used to and um there's a lot of conversations in that one about like generational uh differences like they talk Mm. about uh things um like oh i'm forgetting the word embroidery and how that's becoming a lost uh trade because the newer generations kind of don't want to take over that yeah Um, interesting So they talk about a lot of that and they also talk about um you know things like how much tourism how much do we need to change to adapt to bring people to the countryside and now Mm. it could almost be like oh this is you know a bit pro china whatever but it doesn't really i think go into that in the sense yeah so it's still a very uh slice of life and it's just her and the main couple is like they grow from friends to lovers they meet they grow Uh, they they have this beautiful journey together and actually Mm. their communication is some of the best communication that i've watched in a long time they're adult Mm. you know they're adults they talk about things and they talk about yes you know I think there's at one point she's like what if i leave and he's like well if you leave you leave we have you know it's the modern century we have phones we can make it work i'll go visit you come visit like 
it's very you know realistic kind of uh yes, yes. conversations that they have so yeah that is definitely both of those are really really good slice of life um dramas i think yes great thank you um next one how about an all-out action thriller so for action thriller i would say reset it's like a really 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 good drama basically the um, main couple uh they they aren't a couple at the beginning but they are just going to catch the bus as they always do and there's a bunch of people on this bus and normal every day and bus is going and it gets to this bridge and it blows up basically and yes. what happens next is that the female lead wakes up again on the same day on the same routine and she remembers everything that the bus is gonna blow up so then oh. she manages to bring the male lead into it and he remembers everything and it's like their journey of trying to figure out you know how to stop this from happening uh before the like time loop runs Re that yeah, reset. yeah yeah so that's that one i would say it's really really good one i think it's only 16 episodes 12 episodes 16 right. episodes crime thrillers tend to be shorter in chinese drama land um mm. so yeah that's always a good one i also would say highly recommend two others and they are more crime heavy one of them is the bad kids and the other one is the long night both of them right. belong to the aichi light on series they are both i think right. 12 episodes they are brilliantly well written and it is but it, mm. it they are both very heavy um you know it's about adoptions and murders and it involves a whole lot of things but i yeah. if you want like good good crime i would say both of those are like peak crime and also they're only 12 episodes so, so yeah and i was gonna say 12 yeah, yeah. yeah. so cool. so yeah any of those i would say excellent all right and then finally i'm gonna land on a classic sea drama that you think everyone should watch because it's kind of the one that everyone refers back to so maybe like a goblin for us in k-drama land see i think this one's really hard for me to answer because what hits in china isn't necessarily what hits internationally so not everybody yes. kind of goes back to the same thing whereas with korea like you said goblin is such a well-known story with china it really does depend on what genres you like to watch i think um and the ones that i could come up with are that are like big ones are all like historicals that i'm not sure yes. would be for everyone so the classics would be like the story of ming lan but if we're talking about story of ming lan that's 72 episodes i mean it is <laughs> long um so I, I i i don't think there's like one that everybody just keeps going back to because it's very much dependent on because there's so much more content it's very dependent mm -hmm. on what you tend to enjoy uh but yeah i think story of ming lan or joy of life are ones that you know are very considered classics and they do really really well in china not as much not as well internationally i don't think just because they are you know politics heavy and stuff like that so yeah mm, the, the other one i had on the list is one that you know we're gonna be doing so <laughs> that one <laughs> yes so teeing us up perfectly for the yeah. next spot so we are um so Liliana and I are going to podcast again together 
and we were just having a chat about what we should uh what drama <laughs> we were going to cover together actually because we've not actually covered a deep dive no. drama together uh and in our first podcast uh that we did together we did actually say this drama didn't we we, did. we said this is a drama that i've been meaning <laughs> yeah. to watch and i will get around to watching and you said oh, let me know when you start it because i'll start it too mm-hmm. and that is nirvana on in yep. fire that is the one so it's a really famous drama. It's uh, often tops the list, I think, when people put together kind yeah. of best sea dramas ever. Um, it is historical, obviously, and uh, I think it is politics heavy mm-hmm. as well. So it's also one that isn't maybe one that people naturally incline to watch. But uh, for me, I mean, I do love a historical. I do love politics and historical. Uh, and, you know, because it is so often mentioned, I really, mm. I'm really curious mm. to check it out. So um, we're gonna we're gonna do that and do that together. But I haven't have I have you started? I haven't. I haven't. No, I was planning to start it. You know, I was talking about that week that I get off work. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I thought I thought that's a brilliant time because by then all of my end of year episodes are done. I you know I've chilled for that. You know, so um, December is always like a really tricky month for me in terms of drama watching because I'm doing end of year episodes and whatnot. Yeah. So so yeah, but that one is. Ah, uh, you were saying, have you watched? by any chance have you started or are you planning to watch the story of Kooning Palace um I have seen it on my socials so I mean we've just talked about how crazy the K-drama release schedule it is, is it is wild so I am not sure I'm gonna get to it but I have been seeing quite a lot of like buzz about it that made me think so sell it to us so it to basically right the story is set around it is a uh, female lead is by Lou and how did you say his name Zangling no I'm gonna say it right <laughs> I'm gonna say wrong Sorry, it's Jang Jang I actually don't know his character so I don't actually how to say yeah. his the rest of his but his surname is Jang it's actually the same as mine uh so Jang Jangling Jangling her so it's Jangling her at a by Lou drama they are the main sort of couple in a sense and so story revolves around our female lead and basically she is a despicable character in a sense and she has worked her way to be the empress of this country and basically she has annoyed a lot of people done a lot of bad things to get to where she is and when the first episode it opens up and she is sitting on her throne passing her last decree there's been a rebellion and they're coming for her zhang lingher's character is actually coming for her and uh that's how the drama opens up uh, so you don't know how they got there. You have no clue what's happened. Uh, and she basically, she um, says, you're not, you know, I don't accept that you're going to take my life. I'm going to do it myself. And she kind of like, you know, she kills herself. And basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a very, very thrilling, like opening scene. She kills herself. And while she's kind of like stewing there, she kind of just says, um, I wish I had done things differently. She regrets a lot in her life. And right. basically, that's when she wakes back up and she is 18 and it is before any oh. of this happens any of this happens at all and she has I love a time travel. she has all of her memories intact 
every right. single memory yes. and she knows the characters and she wants to change everything so one of the main things is she doesn't want to enter the palace again she wants to stay where she is but for some uh. reason she ends up entering the palace again it's kind of like her struggle of trying to change things and her things destiny. yeah, yeah and yeah. Her things kind of ending up now there's a i am not I'm okay on politics, but this yes. show, I am like sitting there every episode and it twists and turns so well. Every single episode, it's 36 episodes, but every, like not a single episode is wasted. Um, yeah. And I would say it's not like one of those dramas where yes, the romance is part of it, but it's not like romance heavy. It is based on yeah. like the characters and their stories and how they're going to get from mm. point A to point B. And it's like, it's one of those episodes I am running for every single episode because I'm just so curious, like, how are they going to do each other? Like, yeah. it's a constant. Um, and a lot of these characters aren't necessarily, you know, nice characters characters there's you know they're shades of gray they want to get oh, I love yeah. That. yeah they are very like especially the male lead he's a very complex character and I really really enjoy it so yeah that's my pitch for it um oh nice so that's currently airing right finishes this week coming so finishes up this week right. so yeah okay so by the time this is out it would have been done yeah. right. and actually okay great I'm gonna be doing a podcast episode on it and I'm gonna be doing it as a guest episode and I'm gonna read the novel and compare it to oh. the show so that's what we're gonna do for that one um okay cool so, cool yeah it sounds good that does sound good Right, great. So I think that's um, all we had time for today. So thank you so much, Liliana, for coming on and telling us all about Sea Drama Land and how it's been for you this year and given us an absolute shed load of, of recommendations. <laughs> I just wish I had more hours in the day because like loads of the shows you've just talked about, I'm just like, oh, no. actually, there was one thing I wanted to ask Go you about because it. I've been seeing this on on my socials and it's the opposite to Kunming Palace. Like I've been looking at it and looking at it thinking like, this doesn't look like it's been that great because on paper it was like so it's by Lou oh i know i know what's one. coming only for love i know what's coming so have you been watching it i finished is it. it as bad as everyone keeps saying it is i finished it now i will say i will say i was so excited for this drama so excited and it is my own fault i should know to not have like such high expectations it is a writing problem through and through that this drama has. Yeah. It's very much a writing problem. Um, it could have done with being six episodes shorter. Now, I say episode 31 to 36, I was like, this is a drama I wanted all along. Like up to episode yeah. 12, I was enjoying it. And the reason why a lot of people didn't enjoy it straight away is because it's a lot more business heavy than people were expecting it to be. Um, okay, yeah. And it's like their career people and they put their careers first, especially our female lead. And I don't think a lot of people were expecting that straight away. I think I think they were yeah. expecting more of a like rom-com fluffy kind of drama because that's how it was advertised. But I, Yeah, that is how it looks. Yeah, yeah, but it's not quite that. I don't think it is a business drama, I would say. Um, the uh -huh. problem with it, main problem, is there's a lot of miscommunication in this drama. Um, I'm still stewing on 
on it um i'm okay another one i'm i am gonna review this one with a guest as well um and i'm still like sitting on it and like thinking about it because i don't know how to feel about it it's kind of like i have not been this split on a drama in such a long time because there's aspects of it that i liked there's a lot of criticism towards it that i agree with but I can't figure out if I enjoyed it overall or not yet. So <laughs> it'll be interesting uh, to see when I sit down to record the full review and kind of like really think about it. Um, yeah. Which way I'm going to land on it. But yeah, I can understand some of the criticism. I think other criticism of it is a little bit harsh. Um, I think a lot of it is to do with people's expectations of it and how, you yeah. know, expectations well these two mega stars kind of coming together it's like yeah i don't think i don't think it's a them problem necessarily there's a lot there's a lot of criticism towards um dylan wang um i don't think it's I think he did the best he could with what he was given. I'm going to put it that way. Yes. So um, I think a bit of the criticism towards him is a little bit unfair, but because people are saying, oh, you know, he's not improved at all. And I was like, I don't think that's quite true. You know, he can, like, have you seen Love Between Fairy and Devil? You've seen Love Between the Fairy and Devil? You know he can act. Like, that's such an unfair thing to say um, towards him. I think he's still improving. He's very young. He's 24. So young. He's 24. He wasn't meant to be in acting. Like, he was going to do something else completely different. He kind of fell into acting. So, got spotted didn't yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. i think like people need to be a little bit patient sometimes and not you know yeah jump. Oh, he's an amazing actor mm. amazing actor yeah so just maybe not landing as a ceo i think for people it seems like mm. um right so if people uh, want to hear more from you liliana or check out your socials where do they find you so it's anywhere like if you want to hear the podcast it is on spotify apple podcasts all of those and that's tea and soju uh if you want to come and chat to me on any other socials so instagram is tea and soju pod all one word uh tiktok is the same and x twitter whatever people want to call it i am still on there it's t underscore soju underscore pod um so yeah that's all the uh, places and then if you want to join any of the you know the discord server to chat even more that i i have links for that all over like the episodes and stuff and that's free to sort of join as well so that's a quite a good place for you know drama people to and it's safe place i i had i had i had a, somebody join the other week and she said she'd been um she always has quite unpopular opinions as in she doesn't tend to enjoy the very big popular dramas popular yeah. ones yeah and yeah. she was on reddit and she was just fed up of getting like being thrown apart by people on reddit and i was like and she oh it's a cruel it place. really is i was like i don't go on reddit anymore they are i think that's even worse than twitter over there um and i sort of said and she was like oh i'm even worried about mentioning this here but this drama and i was like oh no that's a cool take you and she was like really that's it and i was like really that's it i mean we're adults we could agree to disagree and i know exactly yeah so yeah they're just dramas right exactly. so we can just all have different opinions exactly. oh that's great thank you liliana so yeah so check out uh liliana's podcast and her socials we'll put all uh of her details in the show notes so you can check them out so 
Um, yeah, all that remains for us to say is I'm wishing you a very peaceful holiday season. I uh, hope you have a fruitful week, Liliana, a post-Christmas with your drama watching. Yeah. <laughs> and we will catch up with you in the new yes. year. So happy new happy year. year. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed our pod. Follow us on our Instagram at Afternoona Asks or our website, www.afternoonaasks.com. To get more K-drama content from A Writer's Lens, follow our sister pod, Afternoon A Delight. For any BTS fans out there, our other sister pod, Afternoon A Army, is here for all your needs. If you want to hang with us and other K-drama fans, consider joining us on Afternoon A Delight Patreon. There are different levels for you to access. Go to www.afternoonadelightpodcast.com to sign up. Finally, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to contact us via our socials or our email, afternoonasks at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, 다음에 또 만나요.